Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Does your store ever feel like another drop in the ocean due to limited design options? There's a better way, I promise you. In a world where standing out is key, I know uniformity is the enemy. That's where Flex comes in, a theme from out of the sandbox designed to break free from the ordinary and unleash your creativity. Flex gives you multiple layout options, custom CSS control, and 13 unique style variants, all designed for rapid deployment and creative control. So don't let your store be another cookie cutter shop. Stand out with Flex. Out of the Sandbox has been trusted by tens of thousands of Shopify entrepreneurs for over a decade, and Flex is online store 2.0 compatible. Remember, with Flex, you have a 14-day satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love it, they'll refund it. It's time to choose uniqueness over uniformity. Choose Flex. With the market becoming more saturated every day, make the switch to Flex today and feel the difference a unique store design can make. Head to outofthesandbox.com to learn more, see the demo, and license your own copy. That's outofthesandbox.com. Let's try and I'll try and switch this up. Uh, what if I read this intro like a local news anchor? Ever wonder why some stores seem to connect so well with their customers that sales just keep rolling in? The answer could be in your inbox. Oh, that's all right. That's pretty good. All right. So today we've got Laura Palladino, who I met face to face recently in New York and enjoyed quite a bit, but was so impressed by her her approach and her email knowledge. I said, "You got to come on my show." We have to talk email. You got to teach me about this. She's the director of engagement and loyalty for two major Shopify brands, Boom by Cindy Joseph and Overtone Hair Care. And of course, I've, I've had the, the honor of working on both of those sites with our, our agency. Uh, but she's also a bit of an educator. She's a course creator for Smart Marketer. That's where I met her and uh, public speaker as well. And so Laura and her team manage uh, collectively. Laura, what is it? One and a half million email subscribers? Uh, yeah, around there and growing every day. That's <laughs> quite a few. Uh, and so if you're a Shopify merchant, email marketing, this is not just a nice to have. It is a must have. This is table stakes. And in today's episode, we're going to dive into all things email marketing. Laura is going to tell us about you know what, what email flows we got to have. You know, we're going into Black Friday, how to use content wisely in email. And of course, uh, those insider tips that are always game changers. When you're already doing the the work, you know, familiar with email and Clavio, and then someone says that one thing, we're like, oh, that's the part I'm missing. So, Laura, welcome. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks. Excited to be here. I'm doing good. Thank you. I am thrilled to have you. How did you get into email marketing in the first place? Um, it's a funny story. I actually, um, you know, kind of tripped and fell and landed here. <laughs> I have no background in marketing um, or email marketing or any type of digital uh, marketing in general. I had no background in it all. I actually met uh, Ezra Firestone because my husband and I own a martial arts gym. We own a jujitsu gym. And uh, he moved into the area and started training with us. He, he trains jujitsu. So he found us, started training with us. And at the time I was uh, working at Cracker Barrel as a server. I was I was a server, I was a cook, I was a massage therapist, I was a Zumba instructor, I was doing all the different things. Um, 
at the time, I want to say I was like 24 years old or so. Um, no, I, I definitely was a little bit older, maybe 26, 27. Um, and he said, hey, uh, do you enjoy working at Cracker Barrel? And uh, that seemed like a silly question to me. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy working there. You know, I was doing it for the money. And um, and he said, uh, you know, I have this this brand. Are you interested in learning e-commerce or, you know, digital marketing? And, you know, I wasn't doing anything serious at the time. So I said, sure, I'll give it a shot. Started in customer service, worked my way up to learning about social media managing and content marketing, and then eventually ended up doing all of the emails for Boom by Cindy Joseph. Um, and it kind of took off from there. And I've been in that realm ever since. That uh, it sounds like uh, you're in the right place in the right time. An opportunity came along yeah. and you said, yes, please. I'll give that a try. That's exactly what happened. So I'm very grassroots, homegrown, um, you know, started from the bottom, now I'm here <laughs> kind of thing. For sure. And that's, you know, learning uh, through experience, trial by fire. Yeah. Uh, yep. it, in in quite quite the organization uh, such as Ezra's, really it, a quite incredible way to go. Um, yeah, you went from, you went, you got coached up, learned, on the job yep. and now you're teaching it. Yes. <laughs> and so cool. from your perspective, you were an outsider who came in. And so I think you've got a unique perspective here. Why should Shopify merchants care about email marketing? Um, because if you do it right, it can it equals about 30% of your revenue. It should equal about 30% of your revenue. It's really a great uh, I think it's one of the best ROIs you can you can achieve in digital marketing. Um, and it really gives you a way to connect with your customers in a way that most platforms do not, um, or you can really kind of drive the experience here, right? Someone is signing up saying, hey, I want to hear from you on any platform. Facebook's going to, you know, there's an algorithm there. Instagram, there's an algorithm there. All these social platforms, there's an algorithm there. Ads, you're going to have to pay for. There's an algorithm there, right? Email is really the one spot that you can kind of deliver the content in a way that you see best fit uh, for your customers. So as a digital marketer, uh, you know, caring about email, I think it's one of the best things you can do for your brand um, to build that kind of community that really turns you from a business, or, you know, from a from a business to a brand. And we've got that that own channel where now we're taking it just because we have the person's email and we have their permission to talk to them. Now we, we call it the, I love the Clavio coin, the, this term own channel, right? Cause if yeah. I'm on a social media platform, I'm on some other platform, really, you know, I'm at that platform's mercy. Whereas email is a protocol, right? Like I, if I have the list that and the domain name to send from, that's that, you know, the, the actual like Clavio, Sendlane, Mailchimp, Shopify, however I'm sending those emails, that's just a tool. I like email lists a lot for that reason. And it, you know, it's one-on-one, -on -one, but it's one to many. Um, we can automate it and it helps. We can leverage this in other ways as well. Yeah. There's also a lot of personalization we can do with email. Oh yeah. Good point. You're right. In a way Not yet, that you can't Like do. social media, you really can't personalize to the person. Right. That was redundant. Personalize to the person. <laughs> <laughs> Still made um, sense. <laughs> yeah. No, certainly you knew what I was talking about. Yeah. Uh, okay. When we talk about email, like I send email campaigns, like once a week, every Tuesday, people are getting 
the the Tuesday newsletter from me, the the Ecom Recon report. I gave it a branded name. I thought that was cool. And but a lot of when we talk about email, the advice what we go over is email flows, email marketing automation. For people who are new to it, can you give us just a a simple explanation of what email flows are? Remind us. Simplest explanation of what an email flow is is it's automating your your recurring conversations. So things that are happening over and over again, right? Someone's placing an order. You want to talk to them. Someone's abandoning their cart. You want to talk to them. Uh, Someone's signing up for your newsletter. You want to talk to them. These are things that you're not going to do on a campaign level. Uh, You're going to put them in a flow. So when these actions are triggered, uh, it's happening automatically. You don't have to be on 24-7. That's the simplest explanation of an email flow. It's just automating things that are happening over and over again. So you can speak to your customers any time of day when they're on. Right. With an email campaign, it's the trigger is where you send it at this time. And maybe that time is right now versus email flow. And it's going to be to a bunch of people versus email flow is send it to one person at a time based on some trigger. But we can get really clever with the triggers. Yeah, which makes it a lot of fun. (laughs) What what do you think? What's the breakdown like as far as effort? time, email sent. I don't know how you want to quantify it, but what you know, what's the split between standard email campaigns and email flows maybe in your work? You know, um, so campaigns we're sending uh, specifically at Boom, we send about three a week, three pieces of content a week. We're trying to stay, uh, you know, top of mind with our customers, with our subscribers. And flows, we have a ton of flows live, right? But one requires more day-to-day work than the other. So when I was setting up all of our flows, I would say, you know, a lot of my time went into the flows. A lot of my time went into testing um, the the types of content that we have in there to really optimize our click rates, our open rates within our flows. And then the campaigns, we are, our, our copy team is spending a lot of time on the campaigns. Um, my team specifically spends a lot of time building the campaigns and scheduling them out. So I would say most of our day-to-day work is spent in the campaigns. If you're say if you're talking about, you know, setting them up, sending them out, working with the team, uh, trying to figure out the schedule, things like that. And then once a week or so, every other week, I'm going in and I want to spend an entire day deep diving into these flows. So it really depends, I think. Um, on what's going on. So if there's Black Friday, Saturday, Monday going on, a lot of our time is being spent in the, campaign, spent in the campaigns. Um, but before Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, I would almost say it leans more towards flows because we want them set up for when we go go live. So it's really an ebb and flow as to what's getting more attention. Okay. Well, that makes sense because what's nice about the email flows is they're set it and forget it to a point. Like obviously you don't want to yeah. ignore it forever, but once it's set up and running it'll just keep running on its own. Whereas with the email campaign, each one is one and done. It's sent and that's it. Now I got to go make another one the next time I want to send one out. Yeah. And so generally what we see people do is focus on the flows first because once I have that figured out, now you know they're just running and then on top of that, I'm going to do my, my email campaigns. So what are the top three email flows? If you got to pick like, these are the must-haves, I don't care what your store is, these are the three you got to get working. Yeah. So when we're talking e-commerce specifically, right, um, the top three flows that like absolutely will be driving really most of your 
uh, revenue from automations are going to be your welcome flow. So people sign up for your email list or the pop-up on your site, you're talking to them there. Your cart abandonment flow. Uh, so someone, you know, adds something to your cart, they are, they fill out their email address. Um, you're going to talk to them a little bit there if they don't complete their order. Um, and then your post-purchase flow. This flow is one of my favorites um, and I think a super, super important one because after someone buys from you, you have an opportunity to create a long-term relationship. Um, and the post-purchase flow is really one of my favorites. So those are the top top three, your welcome flow, your cart abandon, and your post-purchase flow that you every e-commerce business should have live and optimized for sure. I agree with that. And the the welcome flow... I think that's the one where we really see people skip it and they really yep. shouldn't. So can you walk through, so the welcome flow, we're assuming this is for a new subscriber, someone who visited the site, you've got that pop-up that's like, get 15% off. They sign up for that and they get their coupon, but then there needs to be more emails that come after that in a sequence. What yeah. kind of welcome emails are your go-to? What are you putting in a welcome flow? So, uh, yeah, so Boom's Welcome Flow specifically is pretty long. We've tested it uh, so many times. Um, and we, I think we have like 12 emails in our Welcome Flow. It's pretty long, um, but it doesn't have to be for, for every e-commerce business, right? Um, the top emails in your Welcome Flow are going to be one, the initial welcome email. Hey, thanks signing up. Thanks for signing up. Here's a little bit about us. Maybe sending them over to your other channels for a little bit of omni-channel presence. Send them over to your Facebook, your YouTube, wherever else you are on the internet um, for them to kind of engage there as well. And then we want to say, hey, if you offered that 10% off, that 15% off, whatever offer you offered on the pop-up, you're going to give that. You know, this is what we promised. And then I love to pepper in additional content. So either more about the values of our brand, what they can expect from us uh, from signing up to our email list. Hey, we're going to deliver you a piece of content every week, um, or we're going to give you information every week on, on new fun things. Ask them what their preferences are. This is a great spot, the welcome flow, to ask them if you have set up an email preferences uh, you know, once a month, or maybe they only want sales and discounts. Or if you have a lot of SKUs, if they're only interested in one or two specific types of product, finding that out here is a really great uh, flow to do that in because they are expressing initial interest, right? They signed up for your email list. Uh, and then peppering in things about our product and pre-sell type content. We love to do in the welcome flow as well. So not pushing this sale yet in this, in this pre-sell, I mean, in this uh, welcome flow. If they haven't placed an order, let's say by the fourth or fifth email, we're really giving them just content to engage with us. Um, hey, this is a little bit about our boomsticks. This is a little bit about our mascara. Here's some ambassador. Uh, so we have some ambassador content in there, some customers that are showing how-tos of our product. So it's really a great opportunity to showcase your best content and offer some education on your brand in the welcome flow. Still sleeping on your Black Friday sale? Then consider this your wake-up call. Download Zipify Pages so you don't miss the biggest payday of the year. Zipify Pages is a landing page builder created by the founder of a $180 million Shopify store. It is everything you need to launch your next promotion more quickly and for a lot more profit. With their library of proven templates, 
you can build a high-performing holiday funnel in just a few clicks, from Black Friday to New Year's and everything in between. And because every template is tested on their nine-figure Shopify store, you know they actually work. Plus, you can use Zipify pages to optimize your product pages, blog pages, and even your homepage. So your store is ready to convert more of that holiday traffic. So if you want to have your most profitable and stress-free holiday season ever, then go to Zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T to start your 14-day free trial today. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the holiday bonus. I So we want that combo. We want to stay top of mind. One thing that I've always wondered, how important is the content is just having the the email where it's got my brand name as the sender it's got the subject line is that by itself the magic you know is the content just an excuse to get that that reminder into their inbox that is you know an inbox acts as a to-do list for so many people how important is the content i think is the question i think the content's super important and and the reason i say this is because i've tested so many times right I'll test a, a, an ambassador. So we're doing the same thing. We're sending from Boom by City Joseph. Our subject line, our preview text is is not the same, obviously, with every email, but very similar. Um, our tone is the same. Our tonality is the same within all of these. And then the content I've tested so many different times. Uh, you know, having the button on top versus the button on the bottom, uh, a bright colored button. Um, and then the content itself, an ambassador versus a product specific focused uh, piece of content. I think it really does matter uh, what you're speaking to them about, not just giving yourself a reason to speak to them, um, but really putting in the thought of uh, what value you are offering to your subscribers in these emails. Okay. And so if we're thinking about in terms of how does this benefit the subscriber, why should they be bothered to open this, read it, and click, what kind of content typically lends itself to that versus you know, soggy content that's just like, hey, you visit our store, save some money, click here. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, those emails are important as well. <laughs> just tossing those in like, hey, there are some people that just want to buy and they don't want to hear your content. But a lot of people need, uh, you know, they need more time. They need more touch points to go ahead and convert. So we want to make sure we're offering high value content. And a lot of times what we'll do is kind of vet our content through our campaigns for our flows. So we'll send out a piece of content that we think will resonate with our current subscribers. And if it does really well, so it gets a high open rate, a high click rate, uh, maybe a high place order rate, if that was the um, goal of that of that piece of content. If it does really well, we'll then go back and say, hey, let's look in our welcome flow. Let's look in our post-purchase flow and see where we can fit that in here. Is there a piece of content that's not performing that well? And, and toss it in there. Well, let's switch gears. Give me e- examples of flow content that just nails it. You're like, I, you know, this, this surprised you or you're really proud of it. Yeah. So um, like I said before, we, we do a lot of vetting our, our content for our flows with our campaigns, with our current engaged subscribers. We see what resonates with them, right? So we'll go ahead and put that into flow. And what we did recently was um, our... We have like four different boom sticks, they're called. They're like lush uh, cosmetic sticks. They're four different colors. Um, we're, we're constantly coming out with new ones. And our copy team wrote a blog that was, you know, how to find 
your color, right? We have these four different colors. How do you find your color? And it crushed it. I mean, this piece of content did so, so well in campaigns that I was like, okay, let's let's find a spot for it in our flows. Tossed it in the abandoned, I'm sorry, I tossed it in actually one of our welcome flows. Tossed it in our welcome flow and we were able to double our click rate on that email just by changing out that piece of content. Um, so things like that, educational pieces of content um, really perform, like outperform a lot of our uh, emails in, in these flows, those educational product specific, really deep dives on on how the product works um, or information about the products in general um, and what you're selling and some social proof in there. So it well, this makes a lot of sense. It's it's educational content that supports the purchase decision. It's like you're essentially you're you're busting objections, common objections with FAQs, but in this very you know helpful customer support oriented way. That's very clever. Like, hey, we we kind of know you're thinking about it, and maybe the thing that stopped you was you weren't sure which color. Well, here's our guide on how to pick that. And when I go through that, okay, now I'm I'm more invested. I trust the brand more and I'm more interested and I'm confident in my purchase. Yeah. And that's something we do all the time. We'll reach out to our customer support team and say, hey, what questions are coming in, you know, and see what we can turn into content for our both email campaigns, but for our flows as well. Hmm. So once I have, you know, this one piece of content, I can make this work all kinds of different ways, you know, flow, email, on-site, social campaign, if I know it works, it will work in a variety of touch points. Absolutely. So I, don't, and you know, I, I can yeah. kind of get off this treadmill of like reusing or having to come up with original stuff constantly. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do is find something to recycle, you know, uh, work smarter, not harder. For sure. All right. So uh, abandoned cart emails. I think when people think of email flows, like this is the one they really obsess over because you get you can get a lot of revenue with it and it, it it's so easy to quantify and it, you you got some revenue FOMO, right? Where you see all the abandoned carts, you know how much potential revenue people have added to carts and then left. Just you know, if only they would click purchase. Tell me about abandoned cart flows. Give me, give me your abandoned cart secrets. My abandoned cart secrets. Um, you know, they're, they're not, Secrets, I don't think. It's really, um, you got to set it up, right? And you can get really in-depth with, with abandoned carts. You can go uh, super personalized, right, with what are they abandoning? Um, is it skincare products for Boom specifically? Um, for Overtone, maybe it's, you know, the pinks or the blues. You can get really, really granular with your abandoned cart. You can create a bunch of different abandoned carts depending on how many SKUs you have. Um, and get personalized with, you know, maybe this is their second or third order um, and they're abandoning the cart. Why are they doing that? Um, But I like to stay simple. And, you know, we might eventually down the road get a little bit more, um, might piece it out a little bit and do our skincare versus our cosmetics uh, versus body care and do separate abandoned carts for that. But I like to keep it super simple or abandoning cart. So abandoned carts for us, have, we have about, I want to say seven emails in our abandoned cart. So it's a little bit shorter. Um, we're trying to get right to the point here, right? First off, we're just saying, hey, 
you left this in your cart. Uh, we can't hold it for you too long, but we're going to hold it for you for right now. Um, go ahead and shop. And we get a lot of, we get a lot of conversions from just that. Hey, this is your reminder. Um, go, go get what you left in your cart. And what we'd like to do in abandoned cart is what we call a coupon ladder. So the next email is going to be like, Hey, you have a special offer just for you. 10% off. Go shop now. What's in your cart here? And a link back to their cart. Cause that is something Clavio can do instead of sending them just back to the store, which I think is a really important part here. Instead of sending them just back to the store and say, hey, complete your order, we're going to put in a link there to their cart. So it's super easy. We're breaking down barriers here for them to hit that purchase button. Right back to their cart, it's filled with what they, they already have it in. So if they don't purchase there, we're saying, hey, reminder, you have this 10%. So we're not going up yet. But we're saying, hey, reminder, you have this 10% off coupon. Use it before it expires. Then we'll give it a couple of days. I want to say, I'm not looking at the cart at the uh, the flow right now, but I want to say it's like three days or so. We'll give them a couple of days, sit on that, see if they'll see if they convert. And then finally, we'll offer our best discount, a discount that we don't offer anywhere else. We'll say, hey, just for you, 24 hours only, 15% off of your entire order. You will not see this discount anywhere else for Boom by Cindy Joseph. So really using that discount ladder and and then we'll we'll also say hey last chance um to place your order and in this flow we are excluding anyone who placed an order already right so they're not getting these emails they're not getting 15 percent off if they purchased if they purchased without a coupon they're not getting 15 percent off if they purchase at the 10 percent coupon we want to make sure we're excluding people appropriately throughout this flow as well um but yeah offering saying hey uh this is your cart go get it and then that discount ladder has worked really, really well for us. You know, it, it's so straightforward and simple. At this point, customers are more sophisticated, um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'll abandon a cart just to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And see what they're going to send me. And, you know, because I'm like, I'm looking for the excuse. I'm like, I want to buy it. You just got to give me a win here, man. And so if I get that discount, I'm like, all right, you know, that that's it. Yeah. You, you gave me my cookie, and now I will purchase. Um, and in the case of the discount ladder, you're really playing an, an interesting game where you're you're protecting profit, saying, all right, maybe this will get them to purchase. And you're starting at zero, right? The first yeah. the reminder is really the 0% discount. And like 5, 10, 15, and then, all right, well, this for real is the last one. And then the last chance reminder, hey, this is going to expire. I think that yeah. tried and true, I think it works. Um, we talked about welcome flow. We talked about abandoned cart flow. Are there extra email flows that could boost sales? Like I've seen surprising success from just browse abandonment flow. Yeah. So I kind of put, so uh, cart abandon and browse abandon. If you said, give me four of those flows that you need to have live, I would have put browse abandon in there. I think that, I think that they complement each other. The difference with browse abandon is obviously you have to have their email already. Um, in order to, in order for Clavio to recognize that they have been browsing your store. Browse Abandoned, I love, um, because this one, you can add in some dynamic content blocks and show them exactly what they were looking at. Uh, you can talk about that product a little bit. So if someone was browsing a, let's say a Rose Nude Boomstick um, for, for Boom, we can show them a couple different ambassadors that have used it, a couple different how-tos. For overtone, if they were browsing a specific color of hair, we can show them different uh, 
different people who have used that that color um, on them and and or offer them the try on. We have this little like try on app. Um, we could show them that, right? So browse abandoned, you could be a little bit more directly uh, personalized, which I really, really love. But a couple other really cool flows that we've implemented are one, our happy birthday flow. So in our welcome flow, we ask them to provide their birthdays. This goes in with like that email that I was talking about, uh, asking them for their preferences and things like that. You can also say, hey, you know, we love to celebrate birthdays and we're going to offer you something special on your birthday. Give us that birthday here. And that's a property you can put in right in Clavio and then trigger that happy birthday flow. This happy birthday flow is one of our top performing flows underneath those top three um, that I talked about, the welcome, the uh, post-purchase, and the uh, abandoned cart. So a happy birthday flow performs really well for us. And it's really just offering them, we offer them a 15% off coupon. Uh, we tested this. We said, hey, maybe we'll offer $10 off, 10% off, 15% off. The 15% off performed the best for us. Um, so we, we stuck with that one, but a happy birthday flow, super, super simple. There's three emails in this flow. We're saying, Hey, uh, your birthday is on its way. Let's celebrate early a week before their birthday, offer them 10%. Then we remind them that they have, uh, this birthday code if they didn't use it. And then on their actual birthday, there's two separate emails. One, we want to wish them a happy birthday. Uh, if they place their order already, we're still sending them an email saying, Hey, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. If you purchased your boom, we'd love to see what you're doing with it. A little bit of call for a piece of user-generated content. Uh, hey, if you're enjoying your boom, share it with us. Uh, we'd love to collect user-generated content in any way we can. So that's a really great spot to do it. And then if they haven't placed their order yet, we're again reminding them of that coupon and still saying happy birthday to them. So really simple, but really high impactful flow because again, we're creating that community. We want to create a relationship. Uh, with our with our subscribers, with our customers. And this is a really simple and uh, really caring way to do that is wishing someone a happy birthday. Now, the, the birthday flow, we only have a handful of clients that run it. And I remember setting it up for the first time for Hoonigan, just sells you know, lifestyle apparel. Uh, and it is still in play today, largely unchanged from when I first set it up probably five years ago. And it's because it just works. <laughs> like it, you know one of the better performing flows so we just leave it alone yeah i think you know this is in business and in life i think people underestimate uh the impact you can have by just wishing someone a happy birthday yeah they appreciate it it's just you know you're, you're being human you know yeah ready to double your revenue from clavio abandoned flows without lifting a finger of course you are and it's not magic it's all about conversion tracking done right it's a secret weapon for growth that many are yet to discover. Picture this, a user visits your site, signs up for a discount, adds items to the cart, and then they leave without buying. You're banking on your abandoned cart email bringing them back, right? But what if they're on iOS or Safari and their Klaviyo cookie expired? Your email may never reach them, and that's a missed opportunity. But that's where Elevar comes in. Elevar ensures these user sessions are stitched together so Klaviyo flows operate just as you'd expect. All thanks to Elevar's session enrichment and server-side tracking. The result? A 200% increase in emails sent to customers who would have otherwise slipped through the cracks, and an almost 100% increase in revenue. Don't let your potential customers become ghosts. With Elevar, start seeing these improvements from week one. It's time to take your conversion tracking to the next level. Start your free trial at getelevar.com today. 
Their plans start at $0 a month, and all plans include a 15-day free trial. Go to getelevar.com to get started. E-L-E-V-A-R, Elevar. Any other flows you love? Yeah, so uh, one of the other ones that I love is the win-back flow. So uh, this one's a pretty high. This was a good way to um, pick up, I don't want to say lost revenue, um, because it's not like the abandoned cart, right? Where someone is very obviously placing something in their cart and then, you know, if you're not purchasing for whatever reason that may be, but a win-back flow is kind of reigniting past customers. So what we do in the win-back flow is that a trigger of this flow is someone places an order and then we set a time for 60 days. And then the, uh, the filter on this flow is has placed zero orders since then, right? So they placed an order, 60 days have gone by, they haven't placed another order yet. We're then sending an email telling them, um, just giving them a opportunity to place an order, right? We're saying, hey, we miss you. Here's 10% off to place their order. So it's a way for us to kind of bring back expired customers, um, people that may have not placed an order or, you know, didn't place an order in the last 60 days but have placed an order in the past. Uh, so yeah, the win back or a re-engagement flow, those ones those ones are great little bonus flows that if you have the other three set up, good, ready to go, those are fun ones to add into your mix as well. So with these flows, you, you mentioned testing. Um, yeah. How? Give us some tips on, on auditing them, you know, improving them, making sure that they're working to their fullest. Yeah, so I think uh, once a month at bare minimum, we're looking at the bigger picture. We're looking at how are our lists growing? Uh, how are our segments, our main segments, right? So for campaigns, for example, we send to our engage list. Is that growing? Um, we're looking at the overall email flow uh, revenue. You know, is that staying consistent throughout the month? Um, has it dipped? Is there a reason for it dipping? Things like that. And the reason we're doing that is a big reason is to catch any little things, right? So there was one time where we noticed our uh, the the list that our pop up contributes to is we call it our hot list, right? These are people that are that are hot, they're ready to purchase. We call it our hot list. So when our pop up comes up, it says give us your email, we call that our hot list. So I was doing our monthly analytics, and I noticed that that list was not growing, and it had nothing to do with our emails. It had to do with our pop-up. The rules were competing with each other and our, our pop-up was actually not showing to as many people as it typically would. So at bare minimum, we are looking at our numbers monthly to catch anything like that, um, to see, to make sure all of our flows are performing well. And that's also to catch anything outside of Clevio, right? So it might not be anything with our email specifically, um, the problem, it might have to do with another app, right? And then beyond that, um, I'm looking at one flow per quarter. I like to go in and really say, hey, may, you know, uh, is there any content that we can switch out? Is there anything that's outdated? Um, you know, how are our KPIs for, for this specific flow? Is there anything we want to add? Is there anything we want to remove? Uh, is there any information that we've learned because this landscape is changing constantly, right? Is there any information that we learned that can optimize this flow? Um, or maybe this flow, uh, is there any way that we can give some love to this flow? Essentially, I'm doing that 
once a month to a specific flow. I'm picking one to dive into and seeing, uh, you know, what we can do with it there. So I'm sorry, once a quarter, I'm, I'm doing that. Um, so once a month, we're looking at the big numbers. Once a quarter, I'm picking one flow to optimize individually. I think one of the interesting things I've noticed about probably the boom emails specifically, they create a sense of community. How, but really it's just talking to me, to one person. How do you use email marketing to build that sense of community? Specifically for Boom, when we talk about email marketing or any of our marketing, really social media marketing, we are at a bigger picture talking about content marketing, right? We want to deliver our highest value content. We want to engage our subscribers in a conversation that they're already having. So for Boom, that might be, so our demographic there is women over 50 experiencing aging in the society. They might be seeing wrinkles, their hair might be going gray, um, they're being told in a way, and, and this has definitely gotten better over the years, especially you know just in my position, but they're being told as a woman aging in society that you're losing your value. And that's just like a general thing that, that we're told here. So at Boom, we want to say that you are valuable, and this goes to our higher level um, kind of our, our values as a brand. We want to tell these women they are valuable. If you want to let your hair go silver, we support you. If you want to dye your hair, we support that. Your wrinkles are not ugly. They're beautiful. They're a sign that you've lived your life, right? So everything, every piece of content that we're sending out um, has that kind of uh, energy to it. So we're creating, so we, we're selling, we're selling moisturizers, right? It, and it's not this like, crazy, uh, you know, gonna age you backwards kind of thing. It's olive oil, it's shea butter, it's it's very simple stuff. But where the community comes in is the conversation we're creating around our products um, and, and the values and the, uh, the conversations that go with it. And we're using email marketing to deliver those values and that conversation and to have that conversation with each other. It's smart. It's so smart. What do you think the the biggest mistake is that you like? Obviously, when you get email marketing, it's probably different when you're opening it since you see how the sausage is made. What's the biggest yeah. mistake you see these brands, these Shopify merchants making with their email marketing? Yeah, the the thing I see the most is trying to put too much in an email. So uh, one thing I see a lot. Um, and, and like you said, I, I, I do look at email a little bit differently than I think the average person would. But one thing I see a lot are these long emails um, with, I mean, like 20 different calls to action. There's a, and one specifically that's coming to mind is a fashion brand that I follow. And it's like, you know, there's dresses and there's sweaters and there's shoes and there's this and there's this. There's just so many options. Um, and a few options is okay in an email. But I think the number one mistake I see when it comes from like looking at the side of the consumer is offering too many options. You almost get uh, decision fatigue, right? There's there's too much. That means I can't choose anything. <laughs> um, so really narrowing it down and personalizing your email communications based on someone's interest can have a huge, huge impact. I believe it. I mean, increasing that that simplicity, relevance. The goal is to not make them think about what they should do because the easiest choice is, I'm just going to archive this email. Black Friday coming up. It's around the corner. Any any tips for uh, people to get 
who are eager to get started with their their Black Friday email marketing? It's going to depend on the capacity. Um, and it's going to, do you have one email person? Are you the, the everything? You know, <laughs> are you the business owner and the email person and the social person? It's going to depend on your bandwidth here. But one thing I saw that we did last year um, that performed really well was really Mail's cohesive with our Black Friday branding. So we didn't just leave our flows as they were typically. We hopped in, we changed some email headers, uh, we changed some colors in there, we changed some of the content all to be kind of related back to what our Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales page was looking like, what it was sounding like, the communications that we were coming across with. And that helped our email. So our post-purchase flow, for example, spoke more towards the seasonality, towards our Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We like to um, implement a two-time buyer flow during, this is a flow that only happens during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, is when someone places an order during that sale, we will hey, you placed one order with us, get our best discount ever if you placed a second order with us and offer them 20% off. And this is the biggest discount we ever offer. Um, and that flow really performs for us every single Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Um, just implementing an additional flow saying, hey, you placed one order, place a second order for a bigger discount. Now, that flow does piss some people off <laughs> because they, you know, they place this first order and let's say they got a free gift with their order um, or they got 10% off, whatever we decide our, our uh, you know, sales to be for that Black Friday. Um, and then we're offering them another big discount. So it does piss some people off, but it also makes us a lot of they've money. They've got another discount or they're mad that the perception is like, well, I should have been able to get a discount on my previous order and I missed out. So the wording here matters, right? What you're saying in this email matters a lot. You can't just be like, uh, you know, place a second order, get this big discount. Because yes, exactly. People are like, well, shouldn't I have gotten that big discount with my first order? Um, but, uh, and, and you know, it's few and far between. But just a, a side little note to prepare your customer service team with some sort of macro to handle that. Um, but it does. it's such a high performing uh, flow for us during the holidays. Oh, I believe it. I know Ezra has, has talked a lot about that one and how, how powerful that that is uh, to extend customer lifetime value in a short period. So you have done some course creation. You, you are now an educator, a teacher. What, uh, what's, how many courses do you got with Smart Marketer now? I've done, I did a past version of Smart Email Marketing. Uh, John Grimshaw took over the most recent version of that. I did Smart Social. And most recently, Smart Ecom. Yeah, there's like there's four that I have in the in the Smart Marketer ecosystem. And which is the one we should check out? Smart Email Marketing is going to give you. Um, I don't want to say the biggest bang for your buck because our courses are are fantastic. We go in depth, and what's great about marketers, we all do this on a day to day basis, right? We're not we're not teaching it and not actually being hands on, which I think is is fantastic but smart email marketing there's just so much to it and so much value you can get from setting up a fantastic email system i've seen it i know it i believe it laura this has been practical and educational and i appreciate it laura thank you so much the unofficial shopify podcast is brought to you by loop 
Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. Do you want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Epoxy, to turn returns into returning customers. Find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.